Yep, it's the Stupidly Small Podcast, Wednesday, December 3, or did you say 3rd? I'm unsure. 2014, I'm Stu Farrell. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stu Farrell. What gives? Wow, what gives? I've got burning eyes is what gives, but that's uh, another story. You got, is burning eyes um, French for hangover? Well, it's an interesting thing because we all experience, like PMT, we all experience different symptoms, don't we? Right. And uh, I experience different symptoms than you perhaps would, uh, you have zero symptoms. But That's because I haven't been drinking. Well, I That's the yeah. key right That is there. the key to avoiding hangouts. And as I, I have said in the past that my, my mum brought home from her trip in 1984 uh, for her young son, her junior steward, 84, I would have been merely a year old or so, and it yeah. was... <laughs> How old would you uh, really have been? Probably 10. Yeah. Um, it was a frog, a drunk frog wearing a big Mexican hat from Tijuana, Mexico, with avoid hangovers, stay drunk. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> but, um, and I've, I've always... Are there photographs of you wearing said T-shirt? No, but I've that taken that on board. And uh, last night, or yesterday, was Tuesday here in Melbourne, Australia. Correct. One of the luckiest countries in the world. Melbourne's not a country, but continue. Melbourne's not a country? No. And uh, went to Trivia Night. Now, what do you make of Trivia Nights? Uh, Well, I find them both uh, sort of terrifying and boring. (laughs) All right. Well, let's, let's examine both. Terrifying how? Terrifying because I suck at trivia and people seem to think that I won't. So it's one of those things where the expectations are really high on me because people think that I'm good at this thing. Well, I don't know what accused, it is. But you've been accused not. of being smart a lot. But everything I hear from you is what you, everything you can't do, you can't count, you can't add can't or subtract. Count. I definitely can't count. And now you can't trivia. Now, trivia would be the humanities of the mental no, department. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's oh. the memory. Oh, so, so now you're saying you've got poor I'm, memory as well. No, no. For for anything like that, I'm terrible, and I and I think quite honestly that actually doing something like an arts law degree, which do, which involves a whole lot of reading and remember and and like putting facts in your brain, teaches you not to remember things because you have to remember it by Friday, December the fourth, when you've got your, your exam or whatever. It's December three today. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> right. So Numbers. you cram, 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 and then you get it all out of your head for the next exam, it's, it's a total thing. It's a total thing. So I can't remember actual f- facts about anything. All I can remember is the kind of story behind it. I've got a few friends that have kids that disagree with schooling and apparently... What, altogether? Well, maybe not for the socialisation, but that it's, it's not the place where you learn. You know what I mean? Like it's not—it's somewhere where you go to be taught to somehow learn a certain way. Maybe if it suits your personality type, but if you—if you do not fit any—if uh, you do not fit into this very narrow view of what uh, you know, what the school system expects you to be, mm. you're not going to get anything from school except how to uh, mix with other kids and not want to kill them. Right. You know, which I suppose is good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good. Life tip, but uh, but also there the educational models are changing to adapt to that idea, and in fact there if you can a afford lot, it, 
Well, no, in fact, it's starting to become incorporated into mainstream school systems, but that takes a long, 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 long time. Hey, tell me about trivia. Well. Somebody suggested online, by the way, I noticed at some point over the last 24, maybe 25, that this show, should we should rename ourselves. Already, we have only existed, exist for three weeks. This is episode 13. But this person was suggesting we call it something like, what was I talking about? Or whatever, because of the tangents. Oh, is that right? How about that person goes into their own? Okay. <laughs> After 13 that, episodes, I'm going to get cocky. Yeah, I think you I'm should. I'm taking advice from no one. Stand down over there, buddy. Tell us about trivia. Well, I don't know. I mean, what do you want to know? Everyone knows what a trivia night is. Mm. But there's so many similarities. Like you could do whatever you want, but there's always the, the constants at a trivia night, isn't there? Yes. You know, like, and beginning with. Is there and, ever a trivia night that doesn't go too long? Well, I'm yet to find it. Yes. Yeah. That would be the trivia night that makes a million dollars. We're going to be in and out of this bad boy yeah. before you know it. <laughs> yeah. All right? We'll be finished by the time we say we're going to be finished. Yeah. You'll be tucked up in bed. And get on with your Wednesday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, they drag on. Yep. They're fun. Yeah. Because it's good to catch up with people, but yeah. they do drag on. That's the key. You've got to go with the right people. If you're stuck at a trivia night with the wrong people, it's the seventh gate of hell or whatever. Well, that's the same as like when you we were mentioning on Monday with volunteering. You're yeah. going to get the performers and the and the douchebags. Yeah. I mean, but bear in mind, I was I was a little bit vocal last night. You were one of the performing douchebags, no, weren't was, you? I was giving the odd jab. But I wasn't extending the period. Well, you we weren't had to sit heckling, there. were you? No, no. We were, were you borderline heckling? No. Oh, Be uh, no. The stupidly small podcast got a shout out, by the way. Oh, that's which was nice. Very nice. I think it was in the middle of a a, a jab from the compare, but it was still nice. <laughs> yes. But much like humans, now uh, run with me on this one. Lauren okay, Clark. this is yep. Run me, run with me. I'm. You know how you have crowdfunding. Okay, I do. people yep. crowdfund for their businesses or their arts project, arts project, or- whatever. Now nobody pays for their own thing. We're going to the crowd, right? All right, we, I can't do this myself. I, I, I am not even aware of the existence of banks or uh, rich uncles. <laughs> hey, yes, mm. all right, yeah. We're going crowding, right? Well, my uh, proposal to you is yes. Um, I think human babies, oh. much like trivia teams, yeah. Should be named by other people. Got it? Okay. <laughs> okay. Because we're so the you... ones that are subjected to this name <laughs> for the rest of our years. I like this idea. You know what I mean? I actually like so this. So we should have a vote on this. The parents, <laughs> all pumped up with colostrum and yeah. uh, hormones and the re- the rest of it, uh, their their judgment might be a little off, right? <laughs> Yeah, is that fair enough? I kind of like it. I and much like, like a it. newborn parent or newborn mm. parent, well, wow. a, a parent of a newborn. Yeah, all right. A trivia team might be full of um, liquid of another kind, and coming right. up with these names, yeah, isn't necessarily funny. Yeah, but you have to hear them every round. Oh, the you know the Funkin Wagnalls or the. You know, right. what, whatever cheese ball name <laughs> I that the yeah, team decides yeah. to come up with. It's pandemonium on a trivia night, isn't it? It's pandemonium. It? And, yeah. and isn't, aren't puns the lowest form of wit? Well, that is an, there is an Except argument for, for that. Sarcasm, but a lot of smart people love puns. Oh, do they? Yeah. Like, such as? Give I me. don't know. I don't know. All I know is a lot of really smart people 
love puns. That is just a thing that I've learned throughout life. It's not one of those things that I've forgotten off an exam. It's just a fact of life. A lot of my smart, really, really smart friends yeah. are just really into puns. And okay. you know what I think it's to do with? It's to do with being able to see language in a different way that sort of divorces it from its meaning or so, you know, there's something kind of some other skill that's involved in the twisting of it. It's the same thing with cryptic crosswords. Cryptic crosswords are of no interest to me. Oh, well, I was actually reading, excuse me. But smart people love them. Yeah. Well, not all because the age uh, letters paper, the age is a newspaper here in Melbourne. Yeah. Excuse me, Mark, I've got a frog in my throat. You've, uh, stay drunk. Avoid hanging (laughs) over. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, Mum. Um, um, uh, we're going DA, David Assel. Why? Uh, because he's Friday, he, apparently, he div- his Friday cryptic is too hard now. It's like they say, it's like wading through mud oh, trying I to see. work this out. You can find it online. He sets the cryptic, we uh, should say. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're anywhere in the world, you can find this on the Age website, the cryptic crossword. Yeah. See if you can conquer it because he's starting to get a few jabs uh, to say that they're too hard. Right. You're killing me here, DA. Okay. But uh, I digress. I digress. That's the name that they were suggesting for the podcast. Oh, really? I digress. <laughs> that is funny. It is funny that you just walked right into the title. Of our new podcast? Yeah. Studying when? Tomorrow. I digress. No, it's not. It's maybe the subtitle to the Stupidly Small podcast. Well, no. no we're not, I'm not taking that on board. Really? Yeah. Anyway, I like your idea about babies. I think that's a good one. Crowd source the name baby names crowdsource crowdsource baby names yeah yeah because we all have to put up with them yeah it may be your baby but it's our name i quite often think of things like, like for instance the doing the um having when it's your birthday mm-hmm. you should give presents to other people and vice versa so that throughout the year you're getting presents from people you don't need to remember anybody else's day you're just getting presents or like you know wishes good wishes whatever yeah. hey it's my birthday i love you you're my friend hurrah for you that backfires why so, because then you have to spend on your birthday well well yes yeah but it's like <clears throat> man what's wrong with me oh, it's like being 27 in a shout. last night yeah it's like being in a shout mm-hmm. right you can be the guy that buys um <clears throat> i'm i'm gonna I'm going to punch myself in the throat. Oh, good. Yeah. You can be the guy. <laughs> I could do it. Idiot. <laughs> you can be the guy right, yeah. at a bar. It could yeah. be a shout of 10 people. Yeah. You bought a pint for everyone in that shout. Yeah. And then when it's finally your birthday or your turn to receive, yeah. a birthday boy walks out the door. It backfires. There's always going to be a tight ass. There is always going to be a tight ass. You know, ass. so the birthday, in theory, lovely, lovely idea. Yeah. But it, there's always going to be someone that walks out on you on your birthday. Bastard. On their birthday, in fact. They go, it's my birthday, you know. So be wary of that. But the crowdfunded name, or well, you don't have to pay for it, crowdsourced name, we yeah. have to put up with it. Anyway, trivia. Yes. We, I, we do digress. We do. Today has been a bit digressive yes. compared to normal. Yeah. The venue. Mm-hmm. Have we got time? Not, Not really. really. Not really. All right. No more trivia. No, no. Tell us about the venue. Well, John Clark's out the, outside. He oh, wants right. to talk to us about the history of humour, our new segment. I know. Are you looking forward to that? It's a little bit exciting, isn't it? Well, well, we'll see what he's got to say. I mean, there mightn't be much of a history, you know? When, you, you don't think? Well, it's only a relatively to new humor. thing. Well, humour's been around 20, 15, 20 years. <laughs> Let's find out. Stupid. Lauren, mm-hmm. it is now again time for another new segment, and this one is especially special because it, well, especially special, that's a great way to start it off. Have it, I'll stop talking and let our guests <laughs> do the talking. <laughs> Writer, performer, 
and uh, all-round good guy, John Clark. How are you? I'm oh, very good. It's especially special to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm glad it's especially special to be with us. It is especially special for us too, you know that. I do. And uh, you are here on an ongoing basis, but this is the first one, to discuss with us and to let us know about the history of humour. Yeah, well, at, at the risk of being boring, um, mm, at the risk of being tedious, uh, <laughs> it, it occurred to me because I was talking to somebody recently who, who said that he was writing about the about humour, mm. comedy, um, and these are distinctions I'm never quite sure about mm. anyway. And um, I said, about what aspect? Uh, and the aspects included the history. And I said, um, so do you know about the history of of comedy and he said oh yes he said we're going right back to Seinfeld (laughs) (laughs) and I thought well there was there is documentary evidence of some life forms prior to that (laughs) and there's plenty of humor prior to that and can I ask how old this person was that thought comedy started at Seinfeld or about 30 something Um, still not a good enough excuse is it well no it's not really and um and it is difficult to understand anything without understanding its history. Mm. So, and there are lots of aspects to the history of um, humour. There have been times, for example, when it was almost entirely written and the important things are not performance at all, they're writing. There are other times where performance is preeminent and so on. And it's been going since the Greeks and before that. Um, but... Uh, The other thing was that I saw a very interesting TED talk by David Byrne Mm -hmm. um, from Talking Heads in which his principal contention is that you can't understand the history of music without understanding the history of architecture because music has been designed historically to fit into spaces Mm. Um, from, you know, the chamber music comes from a time when you played for the king and there were five of you Mm. Um, no drummer, please, a bit loud. Hmm. The chamber is quite small. Right. Then there's a period when we get orchestras and you need everything you can to get to the back wall of the auditorium. Is that because things got, uh, spaces got more, you know, expensive and large yeah, civic, and people were richer? Or? progress and, and education and an increasing population. And, and also the population was listening to the music, not just the king, I suppose. That's right. Right. And so you needed the artillery to hit the back wall. So you got, you know, plenty of brass and some drums and, you know, grunt. Yeah. Serious throughput. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you get orchestral music right. and you get big choirs, Beethoven, you know, all this stuff. Um, David Byrne's contention in the end is that the current architectural space in which we listen to music is the earbud. Yeah, of course. So people can now whisper a pop song. Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, and I, it occurred to me that there are so many other factors than simply your writing or performing ability in the history of humour because the social and historical contexts are very different. War, for example, produces a lot of humour. It has to. Yeah. Um, and it, is it a bleak humour? Because it's war, or is it a resistance to the bleakness? Well, The Goon Show, for example, is effectively Spike Milligan's response to being involved in the Second World War. Yeah. Um, You mean as a coping-type response? Yes, an anxiety produced by the Second World War produced in Milligan the response that everything is surreal, there kind of isn't any meaning. Um, Somebody once... Uh, said that it's very, very hard to write like Milligan because 
there are certain things in in the goon show that no one else would think of the example given was that um that somebody was trying to explain to Eccles the principle of gravity and said to Eccles, I'll demonstrate it for you. You jump in the air, go on, jump, and Eccles jumped. And he said, now you came back down. Why? And Eccles said, because I live here. (laughs) (laughs) And this guy said, nobody else would have written that because what Milligan can do, because he's kind of pretty high tension Milligan right and so he can change his intention in the middle of a sentence he doesn't have really a preconceived idea about a lot of things it's responsive at a very high rate yeah to whatever's happening which he can't control it's surreal it uses the same language but it uses it in different ways so it's train of thought just whatever's yeah popping into his head is what's coming out of his mouth that's right yeah that's right, and he's brilliant at it, and he's given it a form, which is the form of the, as it were, sitcom. Same characters each week, catch lines, different plot, um, which is a form that was established in radio. Um, so he's using a form, but he's busting out of it a bit, isn't he? Yeah, and he's using forms other than the form he's using too. If there was a film on at the time... That was huge. He would do a Goon Show episode where they were pretending that they were that film. Oh, right, like The <coughs> Simpsons did, does. Like what? Like The Simpsons does, where every now yes. and then becomes an episode of, yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's a thing that, that, that comedy, that your comedy 30-year-old comedy person would have, would recognise in contemporary comedy that's, that's right. been done a sort before. of multi-layering. Well, Milligan was an early... Right. Uh, um, instinctively does that a lot. And and what are some other? I mean, you mentioned the David Byrne, the the architecture, the importance of architecture. What's what are the important contexts for for comedy in history? Do you reckon? Well, the other one I was thinking about in my limited way. I'll come to others. I'm sure they'll <laughs> occur to us. But yeah. um, one of them is the changing media, because um, the in the 19th century, for example, um, Charles Dickens was writing novels um and he joins Jane Austen up to the modern world really he was kind of born in 1812 when Jane Austen was writing those novels but he he comes right through to the 20th century and when he was writing he wrote for magazines and he wrote his novels episodically which is why you could argue I think that Dickens is the first great television writer because he writes in episodes there's a reason you need to watch the next episode mm. at the end of each episode. Characters that work are retained. Characters that don't work are dropped. And you can binge the whole box set in a weekend. That's right. And yeah. the, but the box set's basically put together later. It's got up as a novel. Right. You need to tie some loose ends together. So <laughs> the last episode's always, remember the girl with the freckles? She married the postman. Um, <laughs> Etc. So you get that rounding up of stuff. Yeah. And it's all tied with a bow and it's called that novel. Right. But actually it was episodic. Yeah. And um, he, when he finished a novel, conventionally went out and he toured the novel as a stage show. He read from the novel and from other novels 
So there was a Dickens stage show, so he'd read chapter four from this novel and that really good bit from that other novel and the famous death scene from whatever. And he really acted. I've heard, I yeah. think I've heard, heard it, and he's quite full. It's quite theatrical, isn't it's it? It's highly theatrical. Yeah. He did. He acted it so much. He did a tour of America, which a lot of people say is what killed him. Really? He absolutely adored doing it. You couldn't get in. They were bigger than Texas, these concerts, and he wrung every last tear or whatever it was out of himself. And the theatre was the thing in that right. period. There was no radio. There was certainly no television or anything subsequent. It was print and stage. And print and stage in America was particularly interesting in the history of humour because a lot of people in America were not in England. They were in the New World and they were in a country that had thrown the English out. They spoke English, but they were definitely different. Yeah. And people who wanted to be funny in America had to develop a kind of show in which they got up and did readings. Then the book came out and it sold like hotcakes because of this was the guy who did those readings, remember, that we laughed at? <laughs> and there were people doing it. Mark Twain was one of them. There was a guy called Petroleum V. Naseby. What? Um, I'd like to think that's not his real name. <laughs> his name was Petroleum Z. Uh, there's another guy called Artemis Ward. These people did shows, often in kind of the backwoodsman language, the I'm really stupid, but it seems to me that... Oh, I see, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of that. I'm one of you, yeah. Yeah, and they all, are, each of them has to adopt a kind of character or a form... And then they do that. And the, probably the greatest writer among them was Mark Twain, who then went on and wrote these novels. A couple of famey, famey books. Yeah, including Huckleberry Finn, which is a, you know, allegedly the great Twain novel and certainly the most autobiographical. Right. Like Dickens, the great Dickens novel by general agreement is David Copperfield, which is the most autobiographical. All right. Look, we've, I suspect, barely touched the surface. Am I correct? What's, oh, yes, there's no... I thought we hadn't got down to the surface. No, okay, good. Excellent. Can you come back? Can we talk to you again? Yes, you may. Excellent. We look forward to it. Thanks so much uh, for chatting to us, John. My pleasure. Stupid. Thank you to John Clark. He'll be back, I don't know, a couple of weeks, three weeks. Do we have a timeline on it? We, uh, we don't really. We're just going to play it by ear. But uh, it was fun. I'm, I'm going to make sure that the links to all the things he mentioned are up somewhere too. Petroleum because, V. Naseby, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, amazing name. Yeah. I'm amazing not so big on the TED Talks, but I might check out the David Byrne one. We'll I reckon see. that sounded pretty good. Yeah. Considering it's a You're TED not big talk. on a TED Talk because, because suddenly people liked TED Talks and you're Mr. Oh, everybody likes it. I don't think I agree with that. Well, I, I'm a little more discerning than your average Lauren, Joe. Dear Lauren, I am an early adopter, okay? I adopt early. I'll tell you one thing I have adopted. What? The nail art craze. Have you? I've been getting around with crazy nails, <laughs> but homemade bad ones. You know, liquid paper just doesn't cut it. And then I found the super rad nail sisters. Mm-hmm. Posca. Who, They're not good either. That's not good either. Poscas. I used to use Poscas. I'm sure you did, my Once friend. Once upon a time. <laughs> the friend of the very naughty teenager. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sound dodgy as. <laughs> but... Yeah, this week's sponsor. We can't do this show without sponsors. You know that, right? No, that is true. Well, we can, but we'll we be can. even more broke than we currently are. Yeah. <laughs> the Super Rad Nail Sisters, they are this week's show sponsor, the yep. Stupidly Big, Stupidly Small Podcast. Yeah. And uh, they are in the business of turning nail art 
just into art. Huh? Right, okay. So right. it's, yeah. So it, I do your nails. It's too big for its genre. Say that again? It's too big for its genre. It's not just nail art. It's just art on a larger scale. On nails. Okay, continue. I was paying it a co- the ultimate compliment, but you've made it look like Oh, me this be Archie super rads. Hey, they specialise in turning your digits into tiny works of art. Okay, so they are too big for its genre. Did you say genre or genre? Genre. <laughs> We've just had John in f- five minutes ago. I've got John on the brain. Okay? Genre. Genre. He's his own genre. Genre. I think you'll find. It's French. <laughs> anyway. Uh, they provide quality nail services like manicures, gel polish, and acrylic enhancements, which are like stick-ons. Right. And uh, they'll make your hands look and feel totally amazing. Now, we have a special deal. Yes. Well, they do. For you, stupidly small podcast listeners, from now yep. until December 13, get yourself a manicure with two nail art feature nails for 20 bucks. Hey, if you do this, yeah. can you put post a photo of your nails for us? Uh, yes, sure. No, if I'm not I talking to that. you. Oh. I'm oh. talking to you. If you mm. are listening right now and you go and do this, because I know there are a few people who've got it on their list of things to do before yeah. Christmas parties or whatever. If you get down there and do it as a stupidly small listener, I'd like to see the result. Good call. Yep. And we'd love to see people supporting our sponsors. Actually, can I say thanks for the mail we've been getting? We've been getting actual mail. I mean, we've been getting lots of emails as well, but lots of actual mail too. We're going to go to that in two I seconds. Okay. I just want to give Sorry. these address because the super rads are they're sitting there listening now going, what's going on? Yeah. Why haven't they given the address? Yeah. Well, bookings are available at Fitzroy, at the Fitzroy location. That's Fitzroy here in Victoria, yep. Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. At the Miss Gertrude Salon, rear 150 Gertrude Street, Fitzroy, Wednesday through Saturday. You've got to email the nailsisters at gmail.com. You can find them at the superradnailsisters.com. Yes. And uh, also, so, so, thanks to them. And don't forget, if you do go and book with them, make sure you mention the, uh, the podcast because you get 20 or 25 bucks off. It's pretty amazing. Now, you yeah. mentioned mail. I went to the mailbox last night. We had two bits of mail in there. I can't believe this. Oh, yeah. And the other thing I can't believe is you didn't tell me. Well, I told you. You didn't. I found out. Uh, sorry. You posted something accidentally <laughs> in the wrong part of social media <laughs> for nobody to see <laughs> in a comment section of some other website. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I might be an early adopter, but what I'm adopting are the wrong practices. Okay. But thank you to Bob who sent us 10 bucks in the mail. amazing. Bob, just so you know, you paid for this morning's coffees. And they were massive we just yeah. upsized we, out the yeah. we had buckets of coffee with free money <laughs> so thank you bob that was divine Hatchet yeah Downsy, a friend from triple r the old uh, touch my histria uh touch oh the, the touch my historian touch my one. historian he says a lovely card and you can do that p.o box 1436 fitzroy north victoria 3068 yes correct um you don't have to send us a card Money, <laughs> you can send money us. preferable, of course, but make sure you hide it right. <laughs> no, but you can send uh, anything you like, any feedback, any thoughts, any tips uh, from just your adventures around the world, a postcard, whatever. That's good. And we haven't had a phone call in a while. Why don't you hit the website? Or That's true. Zero three nine zero seven nine eight nine four seven. We got to play your calls. We haven't had one this week at all. We've got a couple in the chamber, but they're uh, they're going to land us in the county court. So, <laughs> and don't forget, you find us on Twitter at stupidly big or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash stupidly big. Correct. Well, Lauren. Yes, Stu. It's that time of day where we just say to you, please, if you if you are listening, you know what you're doing. But if you're not listening, uh, what? Why am I talking to you? But, <laughs> 
Tell your friends. <laughs> the time of day where you say that, is it? Yeah. Go to iTunes. <laughs> Go to iTunes. Subscribe and leave a comment and a rating because it helps us immensely. Yeah, it's been awesome. And don't forget the party. Yeah, I was going to say you can't stop. You, you can't do a whole plug section and not mention the fact that we have a party, a launch party, and live podcast recording. On Friday the 12th Can you whistle into Which is pipe? next week yeah. I wouldn't whistle into a mic if I were you A whole lot of people just smack themselves in the side of the head While they're walking down the street train. Anyway, uh, yeah, do come along And you can you can let us know if you're going to come uh, On the Contact Us page on our website Yeah, let us know if you're coming We had heaps of people get in contact yesterday It's great to know We can set the room up just perfectly for you so Excellent. get down there Lauren Clark, I will hopefully see you tomorrow All things going well Excellent, I look forward to it, Stu Farrell Bye-bye Boom.